The words that I speak to you, they are spirit and they are life. Let your word carry your presence this morning. Let your word proceed forth with your power. As your people receive your word, let them receive your spirit as well. Thank you for your presence. Thank you for your power, Holy Spirit. And thank you for your move. In Jesus' marvelous name. Amen. Amen. I will give a big, big, big clap of one to the Lord. Hallelujah. I'm sharing with you this morning a message entitled, The Power of Speaking in Tongues. As part of a month of prayer, and I believe the Lord that as we finish this message, all those who are desiring the baptism of the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in tongues, the Lord will minister to you in Jesus' mighty name. What a great blessing. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Now, because of what we want to do this morning, I'll just rush a bit, so please, I want you to follow me carefully. We've read some few scriptures, and um, let me just repeat them. 1 Corinthians 40, 1 to 3. Jude 20, Ephesians 6, 18. For the purpose of emphasis, please hurry up. 1 Corinthians 14, verse 1 to 3. Now pursue love and desire spiritual gifts, but especially that you may prophesy. For he who speaks in a tongue or an unknown tongue does not speak to men, but to God. For no one understands him. However, or howbeit, in the spirit he speaks mysteries. But he who prophesies speaks edification and exhortation and comfort to men. He who speaks in a tongue edifies himself, but he who prophesies edifies the church. Jude 20, please hurry. Now, but you, beloved, building yourselves up on your most holy faith by praying in the Holy Ghost, or by praying in the Holy Spirit. Ephesians 6, verse 18. Now, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the what? In the spirit. So, double emphasis. Be watchful to this end with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints. Now, the day you accepted Christ or you received Jesus as your Lord and personal Savior, the Holy Ghost came to live in you. And he came as a deposit. He came as a deposit. Like you buy something and give a deposit for the rest to come. Exactly. So in Ephesians chapter number 1, the verse 13 and 14, the Bible talks about when you accept Christ, the Holy Ghost comes to live in you as a deposit for something greater and for something bigger to happen to you. And this scripture makes it very clear. In him you also trusted after you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, in, and whom also, having believed, you were sealed with the Holy Spirit of what? Promise. So the day you accepted Jesus, God gave you his spirit, a part of his spirit, as a deposit in you. Who is the guarantee of our inheritance until the redemption of, of, the, uh, of purchase possession? So similar to what I'm saying, to the praise of his name. So the day you accepted Jesus, so anybody who is sitting here and you have Jesus as a Lord and personal Savior, God has put his spirit on you. It's like a seal. Corinthians talks about like a mark, like a seal on your life. That is the first step, your first encounter with the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. So God has placed a spirit in you. 
your first encounter with God, your first encounter with the Holy Spirit was when you accepted Jesus. Now, there is another second encounter that when you accept Jesus, there's another move that happens to you. It is called the infilling of the Holy Spirit. Where the Holy Spirit also come upon you to fill you and to empower you for the service of God, for God's work and for relationship with God to be much better and better. And Jesus calls it the baptism of the Holy Ghost. That's how Jesus called the second experience. Hallelujah. So there are two different separate experiences. It's not the same thing. In Acts chapter number 8, verse 12 to 17 makes it very clear. Now for John truly baptized you with water, but you shall be baptized with the what? With the Holy Spirit, not many days from. This is Jesus speaking. Now, in, go to verse um, 8. Jump to verse 8. But you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And you shall be what? So Luke was quoting what Jesus said. And it shall be my witnesses in Jerusalem and all that. Now so that's it. So Jesus also puts it in the form of the Holy Ghost baptism. That the Holy Ghost will come on you shall be baptized with fire. And to be effective and to do well in the things of God. So there are two different instances. First one, you accept Christ. The Holy Ghost comes to live in you as a deposit. Then the second experience, the Holy Ghost comes upon you to empower you for God's service and to minister to God and to fellowship with God very well. Even after that, this second experience, there are even other experiences that you continue to experience with the Holy Ghost as you walk, as you walk with Him and as you serve the Lord for Him to make you effective in the things that you do for God. As chapter number 8 from verse 12 to 17 makes the difference very clear. Because of time, I'm not reading that portion, but go and read it. Acts 8 from um, 12 to 17 makes it very clear about the two differences of the Holy Ghost. The first time, the first experience and the second experience where the Holy Ghost comes upon you to fill you, to empower you for a greater service for God. Now, when you receive the second experience, the Holy Ghost empowers your work with God. And your prayer life to the point that it gives you the language of heaven so that you can communicate with God easily. Not only The Holy Ghost does not only come to empower you for service, but he also empowers your language or your tongue to communicate with God effectively when it comes to prayer. So when you check through the scriptures, even the prophet has prophesied about this experience, that the time is coming that only my spirit will, will not only live in people, but my spirit will come upon my people and I'll give them a new tongue. Then they will speak languages that have never occurred before. He said in, and he said in Isaiah, I mean 28 verse, he said, I'll give them a stammering lips. Isaiah 28 verse, let me give you that scripture. Now, for with stammering lips and another tongue, I will speak to these people. With the stammering lips and another. So God is, the prophet Isaiah prophesied that a time is coming that God is going to give us a spirit of a stammering tongue with an, I mean, another tongue. Where it will not be the normal language that every man and every woman speaks, but it will be a different one that God used to minister to all of us. Hallelujah. Jesus even himself also said the same thing. Mark chapter number 16, 17 through 18. Mark 16, 17 through 18. Jesus giving a prophecy about speaking in tongues. And these signs will follow those who believe. In my name, they will cast out what? I see you cast demons in Jesus' name. 
they will do what? They will speak with new tongues. This is not a normal tongue, that normal language, but it's a new tongue that they are going to speak. Jesus saying in verse, verse 18, and they will take up serpents, and if they drink any deadly thing, it will be by no means hurt them. They will lay hands upon the sick. As you lay hands upon the sick in the name of Jesus, as you speaking with the heaven language in the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. So Jesus gave this prophecy to the church. And Paul, the one who wrote about two tests of the entire, I mean, the, the, the New Testament, the man with power, with anointing, the man with supernatural grace and supernatural power, one time said, me, myself, I speak in tongues more than all of you in the church. What a blessing. I mean, 1 Corinthians 14, 18. Give me that scripture. I speak in tongues. Paul with that power and that grace. That anointing. So sometimes you can see how people get their power. People get their strength. 1 Corinthians 14, 18. I thank my God I speak with tongues. The one that the prophet spoke about in Isaiah. The one Jesus spoke about. He said, now I thank my God I speak in tongues more than all of you in the church. More than everybody in the church. I spent most of my time praying in tongues. And no wonder Paul was a man of revelation. A man of insight. Even Peter testified that Paul did not see Jesus, but Paul was a man who had deeper revelation. He said some of his writings are even very difficult to be able to understand. Paul, I mean, Peter said that. May God give you revelation through speaking in tongues in the name of Jesus Christ. Glory to God. I said glory to God. So when you look at the scriptures, you can have instant examples where people encounter the influence of the Holy Spirit with the evidence or the, the Spirit of God gives them the prayer language so they can fellowship and serve God well and their prayer life will never be the same. There was a military man in Acts chapter number 10 from verse 13, a military man called Cornelius who had an encounter with the Lord and the gospel was preached to him. After Christ was preached to Cornelius and his household, a Roman centurion, Listen to what happened. Acts chapter number 10 from 39 through 40. Please pass for me. Right, now he was a witness. I mean, and we are witness. Paul, I mean, Peter speaking here. Things which he did both in the land of the Jews and uh, Jerusalem, whom they killed by hanging and all that. Please roll. Him God raised up on the third day, talking about Jesus to Cornelius and his entire house and his friends, on the third day, and showed him openly. And to all the people, but to witnesses chosen before by God, even to us who ate and drank with him after he... Wow. Peter was giving testimonies about his experience with Christ. Who rose with him? I mean, he, he rose from the dead. And he commanded us to preach to the, I mean, to preach the gospel to the people and to testify that it is he who was ordained by God to be judge of the living and the dead. To him all the prophets witnesses that through his name, whoever believes in him will receive forgiveness of sins. While Peter was still speaking these words, the Holy Ghost fell on all those who heard the word. As I speak, let the Holy Ghost fall upon us in the name of Jesus. See, the Holy Ghost fall on me. Say, Holy Ghost, fall on me. It depends on your expectation and how you are ready for the Holy Ghost. Let me tell you, it's the Holy Ghost who, does, who makes the difference in your life. Without the Holy Ghost, you are nothing. I'm telling you. Listen, there are different dispensations. We have the dispensation of the Father, I mean, which was the Old Testament. Now, in the New Testament, is, is the dispensation of the Spirit. The dispensation of Jesus will come after the rapture. But now we are in the dispensation of the Holy Ghost. So, in the New Testament, 
where we find ourselves now. The Holy Ghost is the one moving and working amongst us. Jesus is living in you in the form of the Holy Spirit. Everything is about the Spirit of God right now. Whatever. He's the, he's the head of the church. He's everything to the church. He's everything to you. And while Peter was still speaking, these words, the Holy Spirit fell upon all those who heard the word. And those of the circumcision who believed were astonished. Means that those who were the Jews were surprised. And as many as came with Peter, because the gift of the Holy Spirit had been poured out on. The Holy Ghost is a gift. May God continue to give you this gift in the name of Jesus. And for they heard them speak with what? With tongues. And magnify God. Then Peter, I mean, let me just end here. They heard Cornelius and everybody as the Holy Ghost fall. Today, as the Holy Ghost fall upon you, you not only speak the, I mean, with the heaven language, but we shall receive dimensions of power, dimensions of glory, dimensions of the gift of the Spirit in the name of Jesus Christ. Receive that grace in the name of Jesus. I see the Spirit falling upon us this morning in a greater dimension in Jesus' holy name. So we see here where men and women began to speak in the heaven language. Go with me to Acts chapter number 19 from verse 1 to 6. Please hurry up. And it happened while Apollos was at Corinth that Paul having passed through the upper regions came to Ephesus and finding some disciples he said to them, did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? So they said to him, we have not so much as heard whether there is a Holy Spirit. And he said to them, into what then were you baptized? So they said, into John's baptism. Then Paul said, John indeed baptized with baptism of repentance, saying to the people that they should believe on him who would come after him. That is on Christ Jesus. When they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. Verse 6. Can we all do it together? I want to go. And when Paul had laid hands on them, the Holy Ghost came upon them and they spoke with tongues and prophesied. May you speak in tongues and prophesy from today in Jesus' name. I say, may you, how many of you want to prophesy? Many of you speak in tongues, but how many of you want to prophesy? As the Holy Ghost comes upon you today, we receive different dimensions of the Spirit. Your life and your destiny will never be the same in the name of Jesus. Glory to God. I say, glory to God. So these are instances of the infill of the Holy Spirit with the evidence of the heaven language. Now, what is tongues? What is tongues? It is a spiritual dialect or language God imparts through his spirit to communicate with him and our fellow men. So when the Bible talks about speaking in tongues, it simply means it's a spiritual dialect or a spiritual language God impacts through his spirit. So it's coming from God and God gives that through his spirit and God impacts that one to us so that we can be able to communicate with him and also communicate with our fellow man. You can speak in tongues to another man. Hallelujah. And this gift can manifest in different ways. You are speaking in tongues but there are dimensions of this speaking. It's the same tongues but God can use the tongue to manifest in different, 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 different ways. I hope you understand what I'm saying. So I'm speaking in tongues, but God has a way of using the language I'm speaking to do so many things. It's the one tongue I'm speaking. It's the same language I'm speaking, but God can use it to manifest in different ways. So now, we have what we call tongues as a language. So I can start praying. And it's a language, I'm spe- the language of men. 
It's a, I'm speaking in tongues, but I'm speaking it in a language of someone and so, somebody understands what I'm saying. So love, and I've seen it a few times. And what I'm saying, we're just saying with this and um, uh, Dickness, Tina was telling me that she heard one pastor praying in tongues. And whilst she was in the church, she knew that the pastor was speaking Yoruba. Is that not so? The pastor was speaking, it's tongues, but the pastor was praising God in Yoruba language. So she under, because she understood Yoruba, he didn't know. She, the pastor didn't know that it was Yoruba that he was speaking. We call it tongues as a language. And this is what exactly happened at the day of Pentecost. So when the, go with me to Acts chapter number 2. Um, from verse 1 to, I think, you, let's start from verse 1. Now, when the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven, and as a rushing mighty wind, and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. Then there appeared to them divided tongues as of fire, and one sat upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit, and began to do what? Speak with other tongues, as the Spirit gave them the utterance. And there were dwelling in Jerusalem Jews, devout men from every nation under heaven. And when this sound occurred, the multitudes came together and were confused because everyone heard them speak in his own language. And they were all amazed and marveled, saying to one another, ah, Look, are not these who speak Galileans? And how is it that we hear it in our own language in which we were born? Pythians? Medes, Elamites, those dwelling in Mesopotamia, Judea and Cappadocia, Pontus and Asia, Fragra, Pamphylia. So all those living in regions. So let's say, for example, we have, we have gathered here and they hear a sound. Something is happening here. People are coming, those, those who live around here, some are coming from the north, some are coming from the water region. And when they came here, they saw us speaking in tongues. And the one who is coming from the north heard me speaking Hausa or Frafra. And another one from the Volta region, Lebra Deba Kodu, heard another person speaking in Brababa Sonda, heard the, pers- the person speaking in Eve. It's the same spirit, but another dimension. So we call it tongues as a language. Now, when the Holy Ghost, the Holy Ghost can choose to turn your tongues, the tongue you speak, as a language to people. So that as you are speaking it, they can hear. And this happens a lot, especially those who are on, on, on missionary fields. Where you can go to a, a particular country, a, a particular place, where you are preaching the gospel, and as you are praying, the language that you are praying in tongues becomes your own language. You can be praying in tongues, but you are saying Chinese. And most of the time, God does that to convict people, for people to know that God is real and is among his people. So we have what they call tongues as a language. Tongues as what? When you speak that language... As you pray, God can use your tongue when the need arises. He can use the tongues you are speaking to become like a language for somebody to hear what you are saying. May you experience that dimension of speaking in tongues in Jesus' name. Number two, we have what they call tongues as prophecy. As I say that, I'm giving prophecy to people. I'm giving prophecy to the church. It's also another dimension. So even though I'm speaking in tongues, but the Holy Ghost can take the tongues that I'm speaking and make it as prophecy to someone. And most of the time, these prophecies come within church gatherings. Now, this particular kind of tongues, when you want to speak it, or when the Holy Ghost gives you utterance, there must always be an interpretation. Either you are the one who speaks interpreted, 
Or you speak and somebody stands up and declare, ah, this is the, oh, this is what the Lord is saying. I know we've seen this years some few times. So we are in a service and somebody will stand up. Like as I'm preaching, somebody will stand up. I'm not saying stand up, but I'm just giving an example. As the spirit moves you, my children, my children, that says the Lord. Or if I don't do the interpretation, another person, then somebody will just stand up. That says the Lord. We call it tongues as prophecy. And listen to how Paul puts it in a very wonderful and a marvelous way. 1 Corinthians 14, 6 to 12. Please hurry up. Tongues as prophecy. Now, but now, brethren, if I come to you speaking with tongues, what shall I profit you unless I speak to you either by revelation, by knowledge, by prophes- prophesying, or by teaching? So I stand here and I tell Bye bye. Bye bye. Has it benefited anyway? Has it benefited you? Because no, that's what Paul is saying. Even things without life, whether flute or harp, when they make a sound, Unless they make a distinction in the sound, how will it be known? What is piped or what is played? For if the trumpet makes an uncertain sound, who will prepare for battle? Nobody understands what is happening. No! So likewise, unless you utter the tongue, words easy to do what? Understand. How will it be known what is spoken? For you will be speaking in the air. Because nobody understands. If I stand here, I, my preacher, I start preach, I start speaking in terms of preaching. Hey, bring your offering. It's useless. It will not benefit you in any way. There are, it, it may be, so many kinds of languages in the world, and none of them is without significance. Therefore, if I do not know the meaning of the language, I shall be a foreigner to him who speaks. And he who speaks will be a foreigner to me. Like somebody we are in the church and somebody just stands up. And everybody will be waiting. And the person says, and the person sits down. What has he done for the church? Ah, now I'm confused here, sir. We don't understand what you are saying. That's what Paul is saying. Even so, you since you are zealous of spiritual gifts, let it be for the edification of the church that you may seek to excel. Jump to verse 27 and 28. The same chapter 14. 27-28. Please hurry up. If anyone speaks a tongue, let there be two or at most three, each in turn, and let one do what? So as we are sitting here, somebody stands up. Another person stands up. Another person stands up. And they all do and they sit down. They all do and sit down. Paul says that if you do that and you cannot interpret, or somebody is not able to temper, interpret that tongue, then you are being emotional. <laughs> I'm not saying it's wrong. But sometimes people do that out of emotions. But if it's from the Spirit of God, there will be interpretation. Whether from you or from somebody who will stand up to interpret. But if there is no interpreter, let him keep silent in the church. And let him speak to himself and to God. Please roll verse 29. Let two or three prophets speak and let the others also do what? Judge. So tongues as a prophecy to the church. Well, when you stand to give to, to amongst us, you stand to 
make declarations. There must be an interpretation. And may God use you to manifest in tongues in prophecies in the name of Jesus Christ. How many of you are believing for that grace to manifest in your life? Glory to God. So as we in a set, and most that one benefits the church. So as we are having service here, as I'm preaching, somebody can just stand up. And either you or somebody say, hey, listen to what the pastor is saying. Listen to, he's saying the right thing. Listen to, listen. Then you know that what I'm saying is true. Yeah. Somebody Then somebody interprets. There's a danger ahead of so-so and so person. May the Lord deliver that person from that trap in the name. These are prophecies through tongues. May God cause us to experience it in a higher and a greater dimension in the name of Jesus Christ. Now, there is another dimension of tongues, which is called tongues as prayer. So, you are speaking the same tongues, but it manifests in different dimensions. And this is what mostly the Holy Ghost manifests amongst us and amongst his people. Tongues as a prayer. 1 Corinthians chapter number 14 from verse 1 and 2. Now pursue love and desire spiritual gifts. But especially that you may do what? Now verse 2. Let all of us read together. One to go. For he who speaks in a tongue does not speak to men but to who? For no one understands him. So this particular speaking of tongues we call it tongues as a prayer. It is not tongues as a language. That somebody who understand. It's not tongues as prophecy that somebody must interpret. But this is tongues as prayer. When you stand to pray this prayer of tongues, nobody understands you. May this grace continue to manifest mightily and powerfully in our lives in the name of Jesus. This is the kind of tongues Paul said, I pray in tongues more than everybody. It's this kind of tongues that Paul talks about uh, it, the scriptures in us. Luke talks about in uh, Acts chapter 19 from verse 1 uh, and all those Acts chapter number 8 and all Acts chapter number 10, Cornelius house and all that. These are, this is the kind of tongues. Tongue as a prayer where you stand to pray. That, this kind of tongue is what we are believing God for. That it will manifest mightily in our lives in different dimensions in the name of Jesus Christ. Glory to God. I hope you understand what I'm teaching. Are you sure? So how many types of tongues? For now, let's look at three. Three. The first one is what? Tongues as a language. The second one? As prophecy. And the third one? Is that. And today, if you have not received the baptism of the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in tongues, may the Spirit of God come upon you right now in the name of Jesus Christ. I say, let the Spirit of God come upon you right now in the name of Jesus. I see that grace written in you right now in Jesus' holy name. Hallelujah. Now, so we look at the benefits of or the power of praying in tongues. This particular one. The first thing that happens is that when you pray in tongues or you have this battle with the Holy Ghost, the infilling with the evidence of speaking in tongues, you speak mysteries. So that this particular scripture makes it very clear. For he who speaks in a tongue does not speak to men, but to who? So when I pray in tongues, I'm not praying to you. I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to God. For no one understands, and nobody understands me, how I'll be it, in the spirit, he speaks mysteries. Now, the word mystery from the original Greek word means divine secrets. Divine secrets. Secrets. So when I stand to pray in tongues, me, myself, I don't understand. The one next to me doesn't understand. But in the spirit, I am uttering divine secrets, secrets, something that is hidden, something that is not common, something that is not familiar. 
In the spirit, he speaks mysteries. Some things that are even hidden from you yourself. Things are hidden. There are things you don't know. There are things I don't know. But when we pray in the spirit, praying in tongues goes to deal with secret things, hidden things. So I can stand up. I'm, I do it most of the time. Stand up to pray. Without having any topic in mind. As I speak that language, I'm uttering divine secrets and things that are hidden, things that are, I don't know, things I don't have an idea about. This tongues, which is in the spirit I'm talking to God, begins to penetrate and goes through those areas and work things up for my, on, on my behalf. Receive that grace in the name of Jesus. Glory to God. I said glory to God. Yeah. Mysteries. Things we have no idea about. You can intercede for people without even you knowing. It's a supernatural way to communicate, um, to communicate with heaven. Sometimes God can prompt you. You feel like praying. You don't know anything. How to, you don't know what to pray about. But you, are there, you feel like just pray. And the spirit of God is tearing your spirit to pray for someone you don't even have an idea about. Unless later God shows you. Listen to me. Praying in tongues does secret things for you and for other people you have no idea about. The interesting part about it is that nobody understands what you are saying. Even you yourself don't understand. Your enemies don't even understand what you are saying. You know there are people who go to churches to hear people's prayers. As you stand to pray. Oh, every day. Lord, this particular project, this particular land, help me to buy it. As you are praying with your understanding, help me to get this thing. And somebody is sitting there, standing beside you. The one is not praying, just listen to what you are saying. If that person is a witch and hears whatever you are saying, the person put the less. Hey, you. My, my, one of my sisters told me she went to visit one of her aunties. And, uh, I mean, she lived with her auntie for some time. And whenever she's praying, she always mentions her grandchildren. She mentions her children. And she saw our, our auntie doing this several... My auntie at uh, uh, Michelle Camp. Always praying that prayer. And one day, he, she called me and said, Kabana, our auntie doesn't pray for us. So. It's all about her children. It's all about her family. <laughs> and I said, how did you know? He said, I always hear her when she's praying. She's a Catholic. But when we are praying in the spirit... Nobody understands what you are saying. Nobody understands. Tell me what I'm saying. So even you are enemy and I'm praying against you, you can't even know it. The interesting part of it is that even Satan himself does not even understand. Satan doesn't understand this heaven language. Glory to God. What a blessing. I said, what a blessing. I said, what a blessing. May you pray in town to frustrate your enemies, to frustrate all those who doesn't like you, to frustrate every trap of the devil against your life, to frustrate all traps of the devil in the name of Jesus Christ. I see you receiving the battle of the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in tongues, frustrating all the works of the evil one in the name of Jesus. If I say something and you understand, you can plan for it. But if I'm... <laughs> You know, they arrested somebody. I mean, uh, some kidnappers, got, I mean, got, got someone. And they were speaking in a particular language. The guardian said, you are going to kill the guy he didn't know. They came as friends. But they had kidnapped, but he didn't, I mean, the person didn't know. If you understand the language I'm speaking, then you can have a way to keep yourself. to pray. But if you don't understand, 
and are speaking a language you won't understand, then you are in trouble. When you speak in the heaven language, Satan and demons are in trouble because they don't understand what you are saying. You are frustrating their works that they are projected ahead of you in your business, in your marriage. I see somebody praying in tongues. Glory to God. However, in the spirit, he speaks mysteries. Number two, the second blessing. There are so many, but I'm just cutting them. You engage your spirit himself. You engage your spirit. You must understand that man, as you say, you are a spirit. You are not a normal human being. You are a spirit, number one. You have a soul and you live in a body. That's the reason why when you die, it is this body that dies. But your spirit, the real you, goes to God. Now, when you pray in tongues, it is not this body that is praying, but it is the Holy Ghost in you, giving utterance to the spirit in you to begin to pray. Go with me to 1 Corinthians 14, the verse 14. For if I pray in a tongue, my spirit does what? But my understanding is unfruitful. My mind is useless. But when I pray in tongues, my spirit is praying. The spirit that is in me is communicating, empowered by the spirit of God in me. What a way to engage your spirit. What a way to engage the spirit of God in YouTube in prayer. Hallelujah. So your spirit does the praying. You are no more trying to use your mind to pray again. Hallelujah. Sometimes we are using your mind to pray. You, I mean, you, you, you lose words. You don't even remember the words again. What can, what can, we have said the same thing now. You are tired of it. And sometimes even using your mind to pray, you can make a lot of mistakes. I know somebody who was praying. Yeah? And was praising the devil. Upon some... Satan, I rebuke you. Satan, I destroy you. God, I praise you. God, I magnify you. Satan, you are so wonderful. Satan, you are so glorious. He said, hey, 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 hey. I made a mistake. Satan, I refuse that in Jesus' name. God, you are so glorious. But in praying with your spirit, you never make mistake with utterance. Some of you, you have said even things. You have said prayers that you are not supposed to say. Because you are praying with your understanding. And sometimes, because your mind is limited, you can't pray about a lot of things. But when you pray in tongues, you engage the spirit of God in you and makes prayer very easy. Wow. Receive the grace to pray with your spirit in the name of Jesus Christ. I see that grace coming upon us in the name of Jesus. Glory to God. I say glory to God. So you engage your spirit in prayer. It makes your prayer easy. Sometimes you don't need to think about what you are praying about. Just lift up your voice and begin to pray. Most of the time, you don't need to know what you are supposed to No, no, just lift up your voice. It's not you are come to sit down to think, to plan what to no, 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 no. Number three, when you pray in tongues, you edify yourself. So 1 Corinthians chapter number 14, the verse 4. Now he who speaks in a tongue, that's what? Edifies. The word edified means that to build up. 
Yeah. To build. Not only to build, but the word edifies also in, in another term means to charge, like charging a car battery. Ch- like charging a battery. Battery. The battery is low, but when you pray in tongues, you charge your battery. You char- so anyone who prays in tongues a lot, you charge your spirit. Your spirit man is always charged. Ah, yeah. And see, when your spirit man is charged, it empowers you to become more stronger to overcome the flesh. One of the ways to live right, to live holy for God, is to learn to pray in the spirit, pray in tongues. And as you build your spirit, as you do it continuously all the time, you are building your spirit that is in you. It's becoming not your physical body, but you are building your spirit that is in you. You are building the power of God that is in you. And the more the spirit of God becomes bigger in you, the more your flesh becomes weaker. I see you overcoming weaknesses in your life through praying in tongues in the name of Jesus. Receive that grace in Jesus' name. Glory to God. We don't pray. And we don't pray the righteous. So we have all kinds of issues, all kinds of problems. We are involved in all kinds of things. And you realize that what you are doing, it will affect you one day. Jude 20. Listen to what it says. But you, beloved, building yourselves up in your most holy word by praying in the Holy Spirit. Building yourselves up in your most holy faith. So the more you pray in the Spirit, the more you build yourself. I see somebody becoming more stronger. Listen to very well. When Satan wants to attack you, he begins attacking your spirit. When he realizes that your spirit is weak, that's when he attacks you. Things. And you realize that what you are, it will affect you one day. Jude 20. Listen to what it says. But you, beloved, building yourselves up in your most holy word by praying in the Holy Spirit. Building yourselves up in your most holy faith. So the more you pray in the spirit, the more you build yourself. Listen to very well. When Satan wants to attack you, he begins attacking your spirit. When he realizes that your spirit is weak, that's when he attacks you. Most of the things that we experience in dreams is attack on your spirit. It tells the level of your spirit. Demons can read you. They, don't, they are not reading the, the wig you are wearing. No. They are not reading the dress, your, your fugu. No, 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 no. They read you. They read your spirit. They know if your spirit is strong. They know. Some guys wanted to cast some evil spirit for somebody. The seven scans of Skeva. And they went to the demon. In the name of Jesus. That Paul preaches. Come out. Come out. And the Bible says. The spirit charge on them. I said, who are you? Jesus we know. Paul we know. Now, when you stand before the devil, how will he weigh you? Jesus we know. Paul we know. But you. It's not your physical body, but the spirit that is in you. But the more you pray in tongues, the more stronger your spirit becomes. And all demons give way for you. They don't give way to makeup. They don't give way to nose marks. They don't give way to uh, glasses. They don't give way to the dress. They give way to the spirit in you. 
May you build your spirit for your spirit to become stronger to withstand the attacks of the evil one in the name of Jesus Christ. Glory to God. I said, glory to God. Tell him. We are so weak to the point that even when you see a mouse crossing your path, it's a demon. We are so weak to the point that even when a cobweb passes in front of you, hey! For how long will you continue to sleep for somebody to come to sleep with you in your dream? Because your spirit is weak. For how long can demons attack you? I see you becoming stronger. I see you building yourself. I see you becoming more stronger. I see you becoming more powerful. Not just by math, but engaging the spirit. May you enjoy your walk with God. Hey, I hear you have gone home. You will enjoy your work. You see, if you don't put some of these things into place, you will never know how God moves you. You, you will think that there's nothing in, in your work with God. I'm telling you. You are too carnal. You are too fleshly. You don't engage spiritual things, so you don't see the power of God working on your behalf. And you think God doesn't exist. And as you do these things and build your spirit up, all kinds of things which is not from God begin to leave you. The spirit of fear leaves you. Many of you, you are full, as you say, you are full of fear. You are, fear of, you are afraid of tomorrow. You are afraid of your future. You are afraid of a sickness. You are afraid of your marriage. Too much of fear. Because your spirit is very little. But the more stronger your spirit becomes, it takes away evil spirit. You know fear is a spirit. You know fear is a spirit. I'm telling you. The more stronger your spirit becomes, the better evil spirits live your life. Anger is a spirit. Immorality is a spirit. All kinds of evil spirit in us. As we build our spirit up, then evil spirits leave. You see how bold you become. You see how strong you become. You see how confident you become. Not on the flesh, but God is raising you up. You are becoming more. At first, you used to, you used to be like a dwarf. As you begin to pray for some time, you do it continuously. And God is making you to grow. When you pray in the spirit, your spirit becomes stronger and it takes away fear. You are so, it's, it, it comes, it's automatic. It's, nobody, nobody will tell you not to be afraid. But you know inside you, I can't be afraid of anything. You come strong. You come strong. Build yourself up in your most holy faith by praying in the spirit. Every minute you, I mean, you can't do it. God is so good. He has done such a way you can do it at any time in your toilet, in your bathroom, as you are cooking, as you are washing, whatever you are doing. Not, not loud. Whoa. And you see God making things to work for you. Receive that grace in Jesus' name. I said, receive this blessing in God. Receive this dimension in God. That changes people's lives and destinies. That frees your spirit from all kinds of oppressions of the devil. I'm telling you. Receive that grace. Receive that grace. Do not be the last of anybody who will complain of anything inside you. Receive the grace to build your spirit for anything which is not from God inside you. Giving way for you in the name of Jesus Christ. Glory to God. Let me jump to the last one. I have to skip some because of the time. When you pray in the spirit, it brings supernatural refreshing. Supernatural refreshing. Let me tell you, I and mean, all of us are aware. We live in a world full of troubles and challenges and all that. But I think all of us are aware 
that even you sitting here, there are things troubling your mind. People are in church, but they are full of things that are troubling them. Some of you sitting here, sometimes one or the other may have contemplated because your mind is so troubled. Things go through your mind and you think you can't handle certain situations. And the devil manipulates your mind, give you demonic thoughts to harm yourself. But there is an answer. In Isaiah 28, the verse 11 and 12, look at this, what it says. It says, as I give them a new tongue, for with stammering lips and another tongue, he will speak to his, to this people. Verse 12. To whom he said, this is the rest with which you may cause the weary to rest. The new tongue I'm giving to you. The new language I'm giving to you. Out of this, you are going to find rest. Which may cause the weary to rest. And this is the refreshing. Yet they will not hear. Let me compare this scripture with Philippians 4, 6 and 7. Be anxious so troubles are in your mind. You go through the, you are, you are so desperate. All of us are saying, there is an issue that you are facing. There is an issue, a challenge you are going through. But the Bible says, be anxious for nothing. But in everything, pray. Everybody say pray. Now, you must pray in the spirit and supplication with thanksgiving. And let your request be made known to God. And look at verse 7. Compare with Isaiah 28, 11 and 12. And the peace. Ayah. The peace. That is the, the rest. So even though you are going through troubles, but as you stand to pray, and that, let me tell you, I go through a lot of anxiety. A lot of them. And one of the strategies I've learned, the moment I begin to, trouble begins to come, I begin to go through troubles in my mind. So you, you, can't, you can't put certain things together. And I start praying the spirit. But I tell me, I've walked up that issue and the peace of God comes to my mind and I have the assurance that things are going to work to the glory of God. Glory to God. And the peace of God through prayer. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, by praying the spirit, the peace of God that passes all understanding shall guard, shall garrison your spirit, shall keep you. All the things that are making you to be troubled, you are worried about tomorrow, about the future, about what tomorrow holds, the peace of God will give you the way by praying in the spirit. Today will be the last day anybody will ever complain in this church. To you, from today, I see you stopping to complaining to somebody. If you have any trouble, any challenge, financial, marriage issue, children issue, relationship issues, health issues, turn it to God in prayer. And the peace of God that passes all understanding which men can give you. Let me tell you, sometimes you get to certain situations, only God can help you. No matter the advice people give you, it can't change anything. I'm telling you. I love what Solomon said. He said, only the heart knows it's, 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 it's pain. So somebody has lost something valuable and you're, Osofu, you're talking to the person. Forgive, oh, let the Lord will help you. Osofu, it's not going anywhere. The person will not tell you, but what you are saying will do nothing for the person. Because only the heart knows it's pain. Because sometimes people go through things. I'm telling you, people go through things. Betrayals, all kinds of things, losses. And there's no amount of words. Only God, only God, only God, only God. 
So you talk to people a little and pray more for them. Pray more for yourself and talk little to people. And I see the peace of God in your marriage, in your relationship, in your health, in all that concerns you, among your business, in your career. I see the peace of God guiding your spirit, granting you peace. God is giving the assurance it is well. It shall be well. You will see the breakthrough. You will see the miracle. Things will change. Things will become better. Receive that grace in the name of Jesus Christ. Glory to God. I said, glory to God. That's it. That's how it works. So if you are going through so much trouble, as we all go through, turn it into prayer. And the power of God begins to take over. Now, how can I receive the influence of the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in tongues? Number one, you must be saved. You must be, you must be saved. You must be a Christian. You must be a child of God. It begins with salvation. As, as many as received, he gave them power to become the children of God. That is um, John 1, 11 and 12. Let's say verse 12, brother. So that's number one. And all of us here are saved. Is that not so? Amen. Number two. It continues with your thirst. He said, I'll pour water upon him that is thirsty. Isaiah 44, verse 3. I'll pour water on him that is thirsty. If you don't desire the infilling of the Holy Ghost, you can never experience it. If you don't place value on it, desire, desire. In 1 Corinthians 14, verse 1, Paul said, desire spiritual gift. It's part of the spiritual gift. Desire spiritual gift. So it begins with your passion, your zeal. Lord, I want to be filled with the Holy Spirit, with the evidence of speaking in tongues. Then number three, you ask for it and have faith. Have faith and ask for it. I think Luke 11, 11. Let's read that scripture. You ask and you have faith that whatever you are asking, God will do what? Will give it to you. If a son asks for bread, somebody will, somebody said, ah, you are receiving it from God. If, if any bread asks bread among their fathers, will you give him a stone? Lord, fill with your spirit with the evidence of speaking in tongues. Ah, yeah. Then you are gone. Glory to God. So we are going to ask this morning. We are going to do what? How many of you are desirous for the baptism of the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in tongues? Many of us have it already, but you still, even if you have, the, you have that grace, you pray in tongues, believe God to fill you the more. And if you don't have that evidence, you believe God that as we pray with you, you receive it right now in Jesus' name. If an ask, ask for bread, any father, will he give him a stone? Or if he asks for fish, will he give him a serpent instead? How many of you will do that? Will he do that? No. Now, in your asking, Everybody listen to me. This is the most important part. In your asking, as you ask, the Spirit will give you the edge. The Spirit gives you the utterance. So the Spirit gives you the utterance, but you do the speaking. The Spirit will never open your mouth and speak for you, but He gives you the edge. He gives you the utterance. Then you, I mean, He gives you the edge, then you do the utterance. Exactly. And most importantly, most of the time, don't look at even the people around you. Don't look, don't look for physical manifestations. The Holy Ghost, when it comes to you, you start shaking. Sometimes it happens like that, people like that, but most of the time it doesn't happen like that. As you stand there, as you believe God and open your mouth and tell the Lord, fill with your spirit. God, the Holy Ghost is already in you. He, he comes upon you in a greater and higher dimension. You receive him. And as you receive it, it gives you the edge. And it can be in any form. It can be in any language. It gives you the edge. 
And sometimes it can be just one or two words that he places in your spirit. He gives, it can be one or two words or statements. Because, because it's not a normal language you know. And it can give you just, the, just about two. Most of, most of the time, when I do Holy Ghost, that's how it happens. And even myself, that's how it happened. He gave me the edge, and I think that it was like I forgot. I said, "Was it la 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 la?" And I said, "Must ah la 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 so the other day." What is la la la? Because I hear people pray la bradiba so gradiba la 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 la. And the pastor who was doing with me said, "Hey, yeah, that's it, that's it. Say, continue, continue." And I said, "What else I was doing?" I said, "Ah, la 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 la." No, no, no. I was doing for a lady. A lady's owner was that a writer, that a writer, that a writer. I said, hey, which kind of that a writer? That a writer, that a writer, that a writer, that a writer, that a writer. I said, hey. But now when you hear the lady, the lady praying, le grada, he doesn't say that that a writer again. But the whole thing, the language has changed. That she has grown out of it. And the more you practice, the more you pray, the more he changes your tongue, the more he changes your language. Hallelujah. He gives you the edge. He drops the edge in your spirit. Then you do, you open your mouth and you do the speaking. I see this power coming upon us in the name of Jesus. I said, I see this grace coming upon us in the name of Jesus. Receive this power in Jesus' holy name. I said, receive this grace in the name of Jesus. So he gives you the promptings. He gives you the edge. And interesting, if you don't yield yourself, I think in 2001, I was doing with someone at a community 20, a line of people, about 20 years, and I was praying for them. There, there was one particular guy who said he doesn't have faith at all. I mean, the guy was so stiff. I, I mean, he was, I said, Master, are you here designed for the Holy Ghost or you are here to watch and to be, he has done one leg front, one leg back like this because he thinks that he doesn't want to even if he, he doesn't want to fall. Nobody would want, no, 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 no. If the Holy Ghost wants you for, he does that. But the point is, you must yield yourself, your desperation, your desire. And as you open your mouth, he gives you the promptings and he drops the, a word in your spirit. It can be a simple word, a little word, a little, just one word. What you need to do, just open your mouth and do what? And speak. As you speak and you continue to pray, he, gives, he continues to add to it. I see that grace coming mightily upon us right now. Amen. Can you stand to your feet wherever you are? Glory to God. I say glory to God. I declare that your life will never ever be the same. Father, bless all those online. Let this power visit them wherever they are. And let it be a supernatural change. Supernatural touch. Let your blessing rest mightily upon them. And let your name be glorified. In Jesus' name. Amen. Can we give a big, 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 big clap of honor to the Lord? Hallelujah.